Chapter 10 Removing the Roadblocks to Repentance Before I describe steps that lead to repentance, I will first remove the obstacles. In this great city, when your water isn't working, you search for what is holding back the flow of water. Are the pipes broken or clogged? In the same way, when no water of repentance is flowing, though the pipes of God's commands are in place, Try to see what the cause is. What is the obstruction stopping these penitential waters from flowing? There are ten roadblocks to repentance. One, people do not realize that they need repentance. They thank God that all is well with them, and they can't think of anything they should repent of. You say, I am rich, and have become wealthy, and have no need of anything. Revelation 3, verse 17. He who doesn't feel anything wrong in his body will not take the medicine prescribed. This is the trouble sin has caused. It has made us not only sick, but numb as well. When the Lord asked the people to return to him, they answered stubbornly, How shall we return? Malachi 3, verse 7. When God asks men to repent, they say, Why should we repent? They do not know of anything they have done wrong. There is surely no disease worse than that which is apoplectical. 2. People consider it an easy thing to repent. Repentance is nothing but saying a few prayers, a sigh, or a Lord have mercy, and the work is done. This idea of the easiness of repentance is a great obstacle. That which makes a person bold and adventurous in sin is an obstruction to repentance. The fisherman can let out his line as far as he wants to, and then pull it in again. Likewise, when a man thinks he can run out in sin as far as he wants to, and then use repentance to pull back whenever he pleases, this idea emboldens him in his wickedness. But to take away this false idea of the easiness of repentance, Consider, A. A wicked man has a mountain of guilt upon him, and is it easy to stand up under such a weight? Is salvation obtained with a leap? Can a man jump out of sin into heaven? Can he leap out of the devil's arms into God's kingdom? B. If all the power in a sinner is employed against repentance, then repentance is not easy. All aspects of a natural man join forces with sin. I have loved strangers, and I will walk after them. Jeremiah 2, verse 25. A sinner would rather lose Christ and heaven than his lusts. Death, which separates husband and wife, will not separate a wicked man and his sins. So is it so easy to repent? The angel rolled away the stone from the tomb. But no angel, only God himself, can roll away the stone from the heart. Number 3. Making Presumptions on God's Mercy Many suck the poison from this sweet flower. Christ, who came into the world to save sinners, 1 Timothy 1, verse 15, yet on the other hand is the cause of death for many people. To the chosen he is the bread of life, but to the wicked, he is a stone of stumbling. 1 Peter 2, verse 8. 
To some his blood is sweet wine, but to others it is the bitter water of Mara. Some are softened by this son of righteousness, Malachi 4, verse 2, but others are hardened. Oh, says one, Christ has died. He has done everything for me, so I can sit still and do nothing. In this way they suck death from the tree of life and perish by a Savior. I may say the same of God's mercy. It is accidentally the cause of ruin for many. Because of mercy men presume and think they can go on in sin. But should a king's clemency make his subjects rebel? The psalmist says, There is mercy with God, that he may be feared. Psalm 130, verse 4. But not so that we may go on in sin. Can men expect to obtain mercy by provoking justice? God will not show mercy to those in willful sin simply because he has abundant mercy. 4. A lazy, sluggish temperament. Repentance is seen as a tedious thing that requires a lot of hard work, and men are settled and comfortable and don't care to get up. They would rather go sleeping to hell than weeping to heaven. The lazy one buries his hand in the dish. Proverbs 19, verse 24. He will not make the effort to beat his chest. Many will choose to lose heaven rather than work the oars and row there on the waters of repentance. We cannot gain the world without labor and diligence, but we think we can gain that which is more excellent? Laziness is the cancer of the soul. Laziness casts one into a deep sleep. Proverbs 19, verse 15. It was a story of the poets that when Mercury had cast Argus into a sleep and closed his eyes with an enchanted wand, he then killed him. When Satan has by his tricks lulled men to sleep in laziness, then he destroys them. Some report that while the crocodile sleeps with its mouth open, the Indian rat gets into its belly and eats up its insides. In the same way, while men sleep in complacency, they are devoured. 5. The Tickling Pleasure of Sin, Pleasure in Wickedness 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 12. Sin is a sugary drink mixed with poison. The sinner thinks there is danger in sin, but there is also delight, and the danger does not terrify him as much as the delight enchants him. Plato calls love of sin a great devil. Delighting in sin hardens the heart. In true repentance there must be a grieving for sin, but how can one grieve for something he loves? He who delights in sin cannot very well pray against it. His heart is so seduced by sin that he is afraid of leaving it too soon. Samson reveled in Delilah's beauty, and her lap proved to be his grave. When a man rolls iniquity like a lump of sugar under his tongue, it infatuates him and leads to his death. Delight in sin is a silken snare. Will it not be bitter in the end? 2 Samuel 2, verse 26. 6. An opinion that repentance will take away our joy. But that is a mistake. Repentance does not crucify our joy, but clarifies it 
and redirects it away from the stinking ugliness of sin. What is all earthly joy? It is but a pleasant frenzy. Worldly cheer is nothing but a fake laugh. It has sorrow following at its heels. Like the magician's rod, it is instantly turned into a serpent. But divine repentance, like Samson's lion, has a honeycomb in it. God's kingdom is made of joy as well as righteousness. Romans 14, verse 17. No one is as truly cheerful as repentant ones. The oil of joy is poured mainly into a broken heart. The oil of gladness instead of mourning, Isaiah 61, verse 3. In the fields near Palermo grow a great many reeds, in which there is a sweet juice from which sugar is made. In a repentant heart, which is like a bruised reed, the sugared joys of God's Spirit can grow. God turns the water of tears into wine, which exhilarates and cheers the heart. Who should rejoice if not the repenting soul? He is heir to all God's promises. Is that not a matter for joy? God dwells in a contrite heart, and should there not be joy there? I dwell with the contrite and lowly of spirit in order to revive the heart of the contrite. Isaiah 57, verse 15. Repentance does not take away a Christian's music, but raises it a note higher and makes it sweeter. Number 7. Another obstacle to repentance is despair. It is a pointless thing for me, says the sinner, to decide to repent. My sins are of such magnitude that there is no hope for me. Now turn back, each of you, from his evil way. But they will say, It's hopeless. Jeremiah 18, verses 11 through 12. Our sins feel like mountains, and how will they ever be thrown into the sea? When unbelief imagines sin in its bloody colors, and God in his judge's robes, the soul would rather run away from him than toward him. This is dangerous. Other sins need mercy, but despair rejects mercy. It throws the medicine of Christ's blood on the ground. Judas was not damned only for his treason and murder. It was his distrust of God's mercy that also destroyed him. Why should we entertain such harsh thoughts of God? He is gracious and compassionate to repenting sinners. Joel 2, verse 13. Mercy rejoices over justice. God's anger is not too hot for mercy to cool it, nor too sharp for mercy to sweeten it. God considers His mercy to be His glory. Exodus 33, verses 18 and 19. We have some drops of mercy ourselves, but God is the Father of mercies. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3 who has given life to all the mercies that are in us. He is the God of tenderness and compassion. The moment we mourn for our sin, God's heart melts. The moment our tears fall, God's compassions kindle. Hosea 11, verse 8. Do not say then that there is no hope. Disband the army of your sins, and God will order His judgments to retreat. 
Remember, great sins have been swallowed up in the sea of God's infinite compassions. Manasseh made the streets run with blood, yet when his head was a fountain of tears, God gave favor. Number 8. Hope of Immunity Men flatter themselves in sin and think that God, having spared them all this time, never intends to punish them. Because the day in court is put off, surely there will be no day in court. He says to himself, God has forgotten. He has hidden his face. He will never see it. Psalm 10, verse 11. The Lord is indeed long-suffering toward sinners and hopes his patience will bribe them to repentance. But here is their wretchedness. Because he delays punishment, they delay their repentance. Please know that the lease of patience will soon run out. There is a time when God will say, My spirit shall not strive with man forever. Genesis 6, verse 3. A creditor may be patient with his debtor, but patience does not excuse the payment. God takes notice of how long the hourglass of his patience has been running. I gave her time to repent, and she does not want to repent. Revelation 2, verse 21. Jezebel added unrepentance to her overindulgence. And what followed? Behold, I will throw her on a bed. Revelation 2, verse 22. Not a bed of pleasure, but a bed of sickness, where she will waste away in her iniquity. The longer God's arrow is pulled back, the more deeply it will wound. Sins against God's patience will make a man's hell so much the hotter. Number 9. The next obstacle to repentance is fear of man's criticism. If I repent, I will expose myself to men's scorn. The heathen could say, when you apply yourself to the study of wisdom, prepare for sarcasm and reproach. But consider well the people who are criticizing you. They are ignorant of God and spiritually frantic. Are you troubled at being criticized by people who are not in their right minds? Who minds a madman laughing at him? What do the wicked reproach you for? Is it because you repent? You are doing your duty. Tie their criticisms as a crown around your head. It is better that men should berate you for repenting than that God should damn you for not repenting. If you cannot bear being criticized for religion, never call yourself a Christian. Luther said, a Christian is like a crucified one. Suffering is a saint's uniform. And what are rebukes? They are only chips off the cross, which are more to be despised than taken to heart. Number 10. The last roadblock to repentance is excessive love of the world. No wonder Ezekiel's hearers were hardened into rebellion when their hearts went after unlawful gain. Ezekiel 33, verse 31. The world so occupies men's time and bewitches their affections that they cannot repent. They would rather put gold in their bag than tears in God's bottle. I have read that the Muslims pay no attention to churches or altars, but are diligent in looking after their farmland 
Likewise, many barely ever pay attention to repentance. They are too busy with the plow and breaking of clods than breaking up the fallow ground of their hearts. The thorns choke out the word. We read of those who were invited to Christ's supper who put him off with worldly excuses. The first one said to him, I purchased a field, and I need to go out to look at it. Please consider me excused. And another one said, I bought five yoke of oxen. Luke 14, verses 18 through 19. The farm and the shop take up so much of people's time that they have no free time for their souls. Their thoughts of gold hold back their silver tears. There is an herb in the country of Sardinia like balm, and if people eat too much of it, it will make them die laughing. Such a weed is the world if men eat too much of it. Instead of dying repenting, they will die laughing. These are the obstructions that must be removed so that the waters of repentance may flow more freely.